Would you like to reach our film and TV review podcast audience? Do you have a product or service of interest to film and TV home consumers or followers of the entertainment industry? Have a film or show production to publicize? For affordable price plans for all budgets, get in touch and find out about our introductory advertising options. Reach our audience of film and TV viewers and visit our site contact page at filmandtvreview.com, or you can email us at business at filmandtvreview.com. Reach out today. Welcome to filmandtvreview.com. Catch the latest film, TV and streamed show reviews every week. The views and opinions expressed by the authors and those providing comments are theirs alone. They do not reflect the views, opinions or position of film and tvreview.com or their respective parent companies or affiliates. Film and tvreview.com makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information in this program and is for entertainment purposes only. Episodes may contain adult humor and language. For full terms and conditions see filmandtvreview.com. Now it's a uh, film TV review special here. Um, uh, we're here we're going to be talking about Star Wars and Star Wars Celebration, which originally passed in uh, in London. So we thought I might take this opportunity to just talk about a catch up on what's been happening with Disney and Star Wars and all the shows and some of the announcements that happened at Celebration. So it's a good catch up if you've been away from Star Wars uh, world for a bit. So I'm joining up with some uh, regulars and some new people and. And I guess some Star Wars fans throughout the eras anyway. So I think we'll start with probably um, our reflections on those who did go to celebrations. I went and uh, Noel, you went yes. there as well. So what did you I went to? Oh, yeah. were you there? I didn't meet you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. All yeah. right. So guys, I'll talk with you two. What mm-hmm. uh, what was your reflections on on celebration? What did you highs mm-hmm. and lows and disappointed, not disappointed with? Yeah, I think the um, I think Disney with their new CEO is really getting their head in the game, so to speak. They're still going off their Ray Grogu kind of what they want, but they're also giving the fans what they want. I think that's very evident with bringing a Return of the Jedi back into cinemas. I think they know that's what fans want. Um, I think they're still kind of timid though. They're they like they have no ground like with their footing right now. They're still trying to decide what to do. So I don't think there was much announced as I thought there would be, but I predicted, I mean, we talked about this last time, um, that there was going to be a Jedi way before the nine films or, you know, however films there are now, the beginning of the Jedi Order. I think that's very interesting. I think that's what they need to do more. Um, A Cal movie, I think also, I want to say it's predictable, like I'm thinking of all these things and then they happen, but I think it's a good move. So they're giving us some fan things like that. Ray and Grogu, I mean, I'm not as excited about that i hope that daisy ridley gets better writing 
Um, but I don't want it to just be all about Grogu all of a sudden. I want it to be multifactual in the way that it takes place in different eras because we have thousands of years um, in the late in the um, expanded universe and now the Legends universe. And I hope they bring some of that back in. But I think overall it was okay. I went to the parks panel. They only announced that there will be new planets and uh, new TV shows and film, and that will be announced with uh, in the new Star Tours ride. So you'll have new planets. They couldn't tell us what. So I think it's like Disney's kind of miscommunicating with everyone because it's very vague. But that's what I thought. I I still had fun though. Obviously, we had fun together. So. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I forget they announced it on. I went on the Sunday. You were there on the Sunday as well, and uh, they announced it on the Friday. It was just all. Yeah. In one go, and it wasn't like it was just. I guess the three, the big movies are coming out. Yeah. Which, uh, I I kind of like Daisy Ridley. Kind of like it's a bit hard for me. Kind of my heart yeah. kind of like sank a bit because thinking. Yeah. You know, she didn't like have a good time. Not- soon. I feel like they saw how much we love Hayden now after the prequels, and they said, "Oh, they'll love Daisy Ridley." Um, but like, I don't like. I don't know. It's not that we hate her, but like, you know, maybe give it a bit more time than a couple of years, if that, you know. Um, but I also and or season two. I had no idea, but I went back. I have a fan page online for Faye Marze and Andor. And a lot of my fans were telling me that back they were filming in December of this of last year. So they have all, basically already filmed season two, the entirety of it. I think uh, Tony Gilroy was just quite a busy, busy fellow, just completely writing in his room and is like um, just getting through it. Right? I mean, and good writing on that, on that season. Yeah, but yeah. Not a lot of eyes on that uh, on that show. What a shame because it's actually yeah. it's probably the best part of writing for I've seen for a few oh, years. Yeah. And they said at, at the adult end of the uh, the demographic of the Star Wars fandom, it's kind of like, hey, you've got you know people who used to some really sophisticated writing. It's good to be serviced. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like what Star Wars was always meant to be. That's how I feel like Andor is. How it was always supposed to be, and George Lucas couldn't vocalize that due to his poor directing and writing skills, or at least skills that are usually paired better with someone else. Um, but yeah, Andor, apparently they've already a lot, like already done season two, but like I was, I'm wondering if they're not that they would be there would be more than two seasons, but I think the reviews, the critic reviews, are better than they thought, and maybe that'll lead to more and or or other characters or you know I could see Luthen getting his own show or whatever you know what I mean. Yeah, I hope it's some word of mouth would translate so people can catch mm-hmm. up on that season too. But uh, I think there will only be two seasons because it's just like it will just close off yeah. like that. So which yeah. is good. You don't have to have season season no. and then. But a spinoff with really... other characters would be cool. Yeah, that'd be quite good. Um, but generally, you can yeah, it was uh, three had three days really to spread, making the benefit of the bank holiday Monday on there. So um, yeah. yeah, good good stores, good atmosphere. But the, yeah, I mean Disney and Star Wars is it's a, mm-hmm. it's a interesting times right now. We're with it. Let's yeah. put it that way. Well, um, it was so, better than D twenty three when I went in twenty nineteen. They were nasty or 2018, 2019. Um, but I was still told Star Wars Celebration, like, like I was able to go up on stage and do a trivia thing. Um, and they didn't really, apparently they used to give people tons of prizes and they didn't really do that. Like the prize and the free stuff, those added benefits weren't really there, but I still had fun, you know? Um, and I probably would have gotten the four day pass to go Friday for the Andor thing and then gone Sunday, you know, again, cause we were all going, but yeah, it could have been better, but it was better. It, it could have been a lot worse, you know, the whole. <laughs> yeah, it could have <laughs> 
briefly yeah. ask one thing? I'll give the floor to other people. I'll be really quick. You know, with this public events, I've met, um, remember we've met before in public in, in London and that, but it's been a long time since I've been um, socialising. With the Star Wars thing, um, I, I don't personally know um, the producers or my, personally, of course, but when you go to these big, big events, it must be very, very crowded. But are they are they are they quite welcoming people there? Like what kind of yeah. people? Yeah, like so Friday and Saturday were very crowded. Sunday was yeah. average or slightly even less than average for me. I always go on Sundays, like always, always, always. The staff are usually there's not enough of them and they're generally uh, they're they can be okay, but they're at worst usually ill informed unless they're dealing with the celebrities. Cause I've been uh, there basically every big comic-con almost all of them in california and london but yeah if the celebrities the, the celebrities are usually nice but their handlers are not nice yeah however yeah. i know someone has to be the devil's advocate for them but like tons of people on friday and saturday is what i was told so i prepared for the worst so i think it just depends on when you go and what you want out of it like i walked in when it opened and had no problem some people did tickets are worth the money though i think because they were like 80 pounds i think Oof. Yeah, but it's worth it. It, it's like it's very much worth the experience. It's like but one day. It's very yeah, but it's very fulfilling though. It's like it's like when you go to a theme park all day uh, and then you're exhausted after, but you had so much fun. It's like that. okay, that and like you don't need to. It's like you're gonna pay eighty pounds for a steak, but you're not gonna need to eat a bunch of other things with that steak. You know what I mean? So that's an interesting point. Okay, I just wanted to know because I, I find it difficult with crowds because I have autism. You see, I have asparagus. So. <laughs> There's a lot of queuing there, I've got to say, even yeah. for yeah. just looking at the shops and stores. I wonder talking yeah. about the, the main stage, which is queuing, you know, kind of yeah, uh, yeah. obviously. Mm -hmm. But even for like this, like Forbidden Planet and there's mm -hmm. a few other kind oh, yeah. of like yeah. artist store Hasbro. <laughs> but you're just queuing for that and you're thinking, yeah. this is crazy. But I think if you're coming from another country, you're thinking, oh, I'll only get this here, but yeah. excuse me, here. But it, it, that, what, what it, was, it was annoying. What, what about access to the major panels? Um, I lined up like I lined up like forty-five minutes before mine. Um, I don't I don't think mine was super packed. I did the parks panel, but usually there's back-to-back -back panels, and between them they have other like no like people just talking about Star Wars or doing trivia or talking about their career as a Star Wars uh -huh. whoever um, that aren't really listed as panels. So like for me, there was a panel with um, one of the actors, and then like a thirty-minute break. Where they were, did trivia and then they had the parks panel. So if, if I would recommend yeah. getting like an hour before, which isn't too bad. Like if you're with people, it's fine, but 45 minutes to an hour. I asked, I also got to see Ashley Eckstein speak during uh -huh. a kids thing that she was doing. And I just went in with the thing before that was there. They did a kids' costume contest, went in for the kids' costume contest and stayed there for Ashley Eckstein after. Nice. So nice. Yeah, about the queue situation about and like panel accessibility. Uh, I mean, uh, like there was like a lottery system, and mm -hmm. unfortunately, I didn't win any of the panels yeah. where I wanted to go to. the The biggest panel I went to was the Return of the Jedi 40th, 40th anniversary, mm -hmm. and I started queuing up an hour before, mm -hmm. and I barely That's got in. I barely got in. And uh, uh, there was also another panel, the, the Clone Wars panel, that I went there and they told me that the queue was closed. Yeah. And, but, but I stayed, but, and it was like half an hour before, but I stayed there 
and I stayed there, I stayed there, I stayed there. And the, the, <laughs> like when like the, the, the plan was about to begin, they said, all right, we have a hundred more, more places. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and so I managed, I managed to sneak in. But I have to say, so this is probably the, my biggest disappointment mm-hmm. uh, because I mean, I, I knew that they were gonna announce like new movies at the Lucasfilm showcase. Mm-hmm. At the Lucasfilm showcase. And uh, I like I would have I don't know sell my kidney to 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 get into that panel, and uh, um, so I di- I didn't win the the, the lottery ticket, but uh, at least uh, uh, I mean I was expect I mean since it was the, the big panel where they were gonna announce like new movies and everything, mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be streamed at the live stage or at some location where it will yeah. be like accessible to everybody or maybe okay i mean it would have been okay if they didn't want to show me the trailer mm-hmm. uh, but at least give me the news in real time with mm-hmm. the other people at celebration mm-hmm. because i like i mean i, w- I was there like to celebrate star wars to get to know about the new stuff mm-hmm. and i mean there was a situation where some people knew more than others and like the two hours after the panel I was like, okay, what did they announce? What did they announce? I had no access to Twitter because there was no service anywhere. So I was like, okay, what did they announce? What did they announce? What did they announce? And I think it would have been way better from a communication standpoint if they they had just streamed the whole thing from the live stage or from like maxi screen um, somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also, yeah. uh, also six years ago, I, I was uh, sorry. Seven, I was as well. This was my second celebration, and uh, so the um, Star Wars celebration seven years ago in London, I was yeah. there. And for the big panel, like you could like go there basically at six, seven a.m. and you will get a bracelet, and you yeah. were fine. And and with the bracelet, you could you, you could get in, and you and you didn't you didn't have to queue. And mm-hmm. this time they didn't do that at all. So they did so. They did some of the tickets, some of the places were done through this uh, raffle system, mm-hmm. but others were for people like queuing that wanted to queue up. Mm-hmm. But for, for example, like I, w- I wanted to queue up for the Ahsoka panel, but I got in at 10, at 10.30 and they told me that the, uh, the queue was already closed. But then some people that were inside told me that there were a lot of free, there were a lot of free seats. So I don't know what, what, what happened. I, I mean, it's... Well, I can tell. So you recommended the like to show what was happening on the stage, right? You were saying how they wished you they had, you wished they had showed that, right? Because at least okay, at least the Lucasfilm show. I yeah, don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't so, mean everything. Every, every I, I, I know, but like at least like, the Lucasfilm showcase panel at Silicon Valley Comic Con, which is now called Silicon in California. I don't remember how many stages there were, but I'm pretty sure there were at least two. And anything big like that, like Christina Ricci from um, the Adams Family, like they would show her interviews. Like they had TVs everywhere in the in the main hall where people could walk by and look at it or stop and look at it. Um, so I think that would be a good idea. Um, and then Ali, you were wondering if it was uh, um, Ali. You were wondering if it was overcrowded or anything. Uh, and you also mentioned um, autism and Aspergers. You can get a disability pass. I'm sure it would count for that, and they will see you yeah. beforehand and in a special area if you would like. Like they, they'll take care of you. Yeah, good points. It, it was. I did feel, yeah, like you mentioned the 2015 mm. uh, celebration. That was just a bit more access accessible, a bit more because the braces is much more free flow with the crowd, so you can actually oh. attend back and forth the panels, and and it seemed mm. to have much bigger space. This queuing system just seemed to restrict 
Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Terrible. I mean, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, also the, the play. I think the spaces were was like there was more stuff to do. There was also I remember there was there was an area with like some drone pilots and mm. like piloting some X-wing drones or mm. some speeder bike drones. And there was also an area where you could where you could try a VR game like the the Vader, Darth Vader VR game. So I think, uh, I, I don't know, like in terms of pure organization, I think that 2016 was way better. Oh, like yeah. I remember yeah. that I, w- I remember that I went there at 6 a.m. to get my bracelet for the Rogue One and the Mark Hamill panel. And I, I got both of them. And so, and so I, I, got, I, got, so I got the bracelet and then like I was like into the Excel. So I, I could like get a coffee uh, and everything. And I was sure that I would, I, would, I would have been able to see the, the Mark Hamill and the Rogue One Pilot. Yeah, well, this time, yeah, well, this time was, uh, yeah, was you didn't have to reserve anything. You could have, like, yeah, exactly. you made all that way, you know, and people from all over the world. And you were going to see, just if you just put some time in, you were going to see probably anything, everything you wanted to see, the exclusive yeah. panels, everything, like, all yeah, the yeah, really yeah, high yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was really great. Yeah. Great atmosphere. You just had to, you just had to sleep, you sleep overnight. Wow. Yes. Some people, yeah. Some people, yeah. Well, we had nice. one member some of the people, group. Some people slept, slept overnight inside the, the different oh. halls of Excel. I didn't think they would be allowed. There was uh, a lot fact, of empty... Fact, the, the, one, the one that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gabriel, uh, Gabriel was, was mentioning, Gabriel, uh, seven years ago. Gabriel, Gabriel, one, Gabriel, yeah. 2015, Gabriel, sorry. yeah. Yeah. Oh, 2016. No, no, 2016. It was the wrong one. Yeah, 2016. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely people were actually sleeping overnight to get those bracelets at 6 right. in the morning. That's wow. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah but I mean, I didn't do it. I mean, I just went there at like 6 a.m. Yeah. And yeah, I, I got my bracelet. And he got in. Yeah, I got the bracelet. I didn't go early. I got to saw kind of some really good panels there. It was, it, but right, it, the Rogue One panel. Yeah, yeah, right. The Rogue One panel. But in 2016, did they do the four day pass? Because I know it was three days, first of all. It was three days. Was it a three day pass? Yeah, there was. There was three day pass. But I think maybe the reason why it I'm just guessing. The reason why it was like you described uh, this year, maybe it's just money. It's just because I yeah. maybe they just increased the number of VIP pass they sold, uh-huh. and the VIP yeah. passes I believe were giving access to these major panels, like yeah. reserved seats, and people actually um, buy online access. Mm-hmm. And they, but maybe by increasing the number of VIP seats, obviously yeah. it's diminishing. How much? Of how much? Um, on the day. Richard. Richard, how much were the VIP tickets? I don't remember. Again, in 2015, the prices were crazy for the VIP Jedi yeah, stuff. Yeah. It was like 170 per day oh, or something like that. On. I don't know how much it is. The come on, that's today. crazy. That's insane. And that's some people, so, knowing that actually it's a worldwide event, they know that they will find only 10 or 20,000 people who are able to afford itself with this Ooh. kind of... Uh, okay, for the, Jedi, for the Jedi VIP ticket. So I bought, I bought my tickets on day one. And uh, the, uh, to the, the the Jedi VIP and the four day pass were already gone, like in the first yeah. hour. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, see, had to, I had to buy, <laughs> I had to buy uh, the the four days separately. And I have to say, so the few people I saw with a, G- a Jedi VIP pass were either journalists or podcasters. So my feeling is that they kind of got. Uh, the the majority of them through like back channels yeah. or like that's possible. That's also another 
That's another explanation is that like a lot of events, not only Star Wars, but a lot of also sports events, unfortunately, and maybe that's why there are some seats that were still available, but at the same time, not available, but you mentioned, maybe actually a lot of those seats were given to partners or sponsors or journalists and they didn't show up. Yeah, no, they- definitely. I mean, I mean, I mean, Ticketmaster has a, like a relationship with American Express and like they have a deal that like a percentage of the tickets has have to be reserved for exactly, American yeah. Express um, card holders. So yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I um, think so. Like what they should have done because Friday was uh, super busy and Monday they were still selling tickets on Sunday for Monday. Maybe they should have done more panels on Monday. Like, you know, everyone's going to go Saturday. Don't announce things on Saturday when everyone's going. Try to like even it out. Like I hate to yeah. say that Disney 100%. does the same thing with their rides and it angers Agreed. me. Yeah, but I think it could have helped. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's, that's another topic that uh, Jason was mentioning before we start uh, the recording is it's surprising that actually all the major announcements were on one day out of four. Yeah, yeah. And that's that was a very a good strange day anyway. The, the first day, oh. they did everything and the, you know that everything else was boring, but there were no major announcements. Well, 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 to be honest, so yeah, so the new movies they were all announced on Saturday. So on so on, on Friday, on Friday, Saturday yeah. they announced two big things. So they announced who's gonna play Thrawn because it wasn't announced the day before. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, true, 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 true. Yeah, and yeah. they also announced that uh, Dave Filoni is gonna do Tales of the Jedi season two. I should have told you that, though. Sorry. <laughs> that was so predictable. Sorry. Not not to ruin it, but yeah, Dave Filoni is obviously, like, sorry, I just saw that coming a mile. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but I mean, I saw, I mean, I mean, I, I was there at the Clone Wars fa- panel, and uh, yeah, 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 you mentioned it at uh, the end of it. The, uh, as in the kind of a great kind of guess, it was, I, there was a member of our group who did actually go, they went quite early, about 8.30, but they made it to the Hayden Christian uh, yeah. Uh, appearance who was quite popular and quite emotional I, I gather he, he did tell us he that there were you know quite a lot of love coming from the audience and he started cheering up a bit actually so that was quite good as did Dave Filoni I think when they were allowed to just you know really connect with the audience and just let it all out but uh, those probably the quite mm-hmm. probably highlights of the, of the guests there but mm-hmm. a lot of excitement I think was on for the uh, Ashoka was that announced on Friday as on the Friday as well. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, well, well, we no, okay. We already, we're okay. We, it's not. It was not announced. I mean, we already knew that Ahsoka was coming. Yeah. But no, no, the, what the they trailer, did the on trailer. Friday, the yeah, trailer. they showed the, the, the trailer. trailer. The trailer. The trailer. The trailer. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Also, one thing I like to do at this kind of convention is like to, like to to, to see like who's cosplaying what, like yeah. to see like where the fandom is going, and probably the character I saw most cosplay that was Ahsoka like yeah. uh, I mean I, 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 I couldn't believe like the uh, yeah the, the amount of, uh, of of love for Ahsoka that like so many Ahsokas everywhere in particular on Saturday um, yeah I mean yeah it's quite good I think yeah they're kind of like you, you was wondering what the crowd reactions were going to be to some of the uh, and was, some of them were noticeably a bit lukewarm when some uh, let's say uh, members uh, appeared or or let's say from the managing department <laughs> let's say um so it's it, i mean I, I said before i mean star wars and disney and what's happened is it, is it we're being with strange times or kind of like interesting times let's say i mean what 
I think we can move on to maybe what's just happened in the last year or so with the shows and all that. What, what's your general, like, what's your general opinion on, on the shows? Are you a bit more excited, not excited? Uh, if anyone, I mean, I would be more excited for Ahsoka if Ahsoka was played by Ashley Eckstein. I'm sorry, I hate one of the biggest cliches I see in every film and television everywhere that really bothers me is they take a very like Ahsoka is such an interesting fun personality in Clone Wars and Rebels and then she just becomes I'm a stoic Jedi like you could replace her with any boring ass extra from the Jedi Council and there'd be no personality like like change it's so frustrating to see that maybe she'll be more playful but like not like like I don't have anything to look forward to when you change the thing I liked about a character in the first place you know what I mean yeah so Ahsoka like Unfortunately, unfortunately uh, I'm playing the devil's advocate, but I think that is just that uh, Rosario Dawson is more bankable than uh, Ashley Eckstein, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, the only reason. Yeah. It's just for marketing well, I mean, reason. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Uh, I think it, uh, the, 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 the voice of Ahsoka is amazing, but at the same time, if they want to do live action, they have to think about uh, money all the time. And uh, they think actually that Rosario Dawson is a, is a better bet, I think. Can I, can I briefly ask a question? I'll be very quick. I offer my profuse apologies. I'll be very fast. Excuse, excuse my ignorance here. What was George Lucas's thinking? Or what, what, what was the reason that he created Star Wars? Was there a backstory? Was there, was there a reason that, okay, I'm creating this. My inspiration is this. Because I, I heard it's to do with, spe- with actual, something to do with NASA or space travel or, or, or outer space. But can someone enlighten me? Why did he call it Star Wars? For what reason? What was his, what was his inspiration? Star Wars was kind of like based off of a lot of different things. Uh, okay. Uh, like the Hidden Fortress and uh, World War II. Oh, like wow. combat films. I see. I see. So it, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily just that, but I, I, and to be honest, it's not even like they knew it would be what it was or even remotely successful. Yeah. Just something that he wanted to do. Uh, yeah. And it became very successful. So. Because he originally, must have, originally yeah, he, he must, wanted the rights to do Flash Gordon. That's actually what he wanted to do. I did to I'll do a version of it. I on that note, I want to say that Zack Snyder is gonna is about to do the same the same exact thing because <laughs> he, yeah yeah he went to he went to Lucasfilm say, saying hey I have this idea for a movie and they said nah so he went to Netflix he changed the names. Yeah, yeah. And then now true. he's doing he's now he's doing Rebel Moon and he's coming out on uh, yeah, it's true. December. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about this because I'm a Zack Snyder fan. Yeah, but certain things will like predate Star Wars, like like John Carter or Valerian, and then they do adapt yeah. adaptations of that. They're be like, mm-hmm. oh, that's just like Star Wars or just like this other thing. But I wanted to people people don't talk about this film, but it, it's relevant. Okay, we're talking about Star Wars. But was it Close Encounters of the Third Kind in 1977? I can't remember who directed it. But oh, Spielberg. Actually... No, it was 77 in the US. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I mean, you can look at stuff like, um, you know, um, 2001 A Space Odyssey, 1968, the actual book. I don't remember the 60s. But the, the, the point I'm making here is, for example, with space travel and the like, is with that Close Encounters of the Third Kind, my mum said to me that that was actually before Star Wars. I didn't know that. Was released well, before. it was the same year. I don't know which had the first release date, but they yeah. came out the same year. Um, but I mean, there was a lot. I mean, I'm sure if they're being filmed, there'd be different, you know, schedulings when they're being filmed. So they would. I mean, they're good friends, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. um, Spielberg and Lucas, and of course, you know, uh, elaborated on Indiana Jones. 
which incidentally there was quite a few Jones at the Hasbro Pulse store there actually it was quite interesting to see a lot of the figures that came out and uh, the Black Series yeah I think at least quite a lot of stuff so I was looking quite I'm not a huge figure collector but I did look at some very enticing uh, figures there um they've had, like two, they've had like two or three sets of Indiana Jones action figures from the original movies in the 80s and then like 90s or early 2000s because I collect them um they're not here and they're back in America but yeah yeah Indiana Jones has always been very profitable with the action figures and everything because all the bad guys have like different costumes you know in every movie and everything so yeah um but yeah I mean that that was that was quite um it's quite from different the ones ironically the ones that are selling are the ones the, the older era ones that were quite popular that they keep producing and reissuing new series and they always are very, very popular because because the mm-hmm. costuming is so great on them um so um yes so, so was, yeah so that was celebration i think next year it's in japan mm-hmm. who's going to japan well you're going are you? <laughs> That's what I, I was actually trip. okay. I went to I went to Tokyo in 2015 and I loved it. And I was I was I was waiting for a, for an excuse to go back. So now I have it. <laughs> Gee, wow! I'm just wondering how expensive that's going to be. But um, yeah, the flight um, is expensive. It's like at least from America, it's like two thousand dollars each way because my dad's friend's wife lives there. Um, but yeah, it's really expensive. But once you get there, it's less expensive. But getting there, is so, the- so sorry, but shouldn't it shouldn't it be like cheaper and closer from California than from England. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my point. It's if it's two thousand from America, imagine how much more it's going to be from the UK. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, there's Disney Tokyo. My my dad's friend, they live right by it. Um, Disney Tokyo is the best theme park of all the Disney ones. But yeah, it's very uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think also so as uh, celebration was the. Mandalorian panel, which is Carl Weathers was there. Um, what are we thinking of Mandalorian so far? I mean, we've been watching, of course, it's showing right now. Um, I'm getting a bit more mixed feelings about it than I used mm-hmm. to. Well, any other opinions from the room? Stop what? being so fan servicey, and then yeah. I'll, I'll watch it some more. <laughs> okay, okay, so yeah, I think it's all right. Some people, okay, some people, not me, unfortunately. So some people got to see. The episode that is coming out tomorrow, mm. a celebration, and they all said it was amazing, one of the best. Mm. Yeah, cool. <laughs> like, 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 it, it's, uh, like for me, like, I mean, I, I love Mandal, I like Mandalorian, but it's kind of up and down. Like the the last episode with Jack Black was okay for me, but I understand why many people didn't like it. Maybe it was the cameos were a bit too much on the nose. And I didn't like the episode three, the one with the the one that was all on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. But for example, the the the, the episode with the with Navarro with the pirate that was that was perfect for me. <laughs> and even even the second episode with the when he goes he goes back to Mandalore that was very good as well. So for me, it's a more up and down. Yeah, the tones a bit here and there. It always seems like because you seem to have. Half of that season had to kind of be swapped into uh, the Bubba Fett series just to just to <laughs> save Bubba Fett from his own series almost because um, you, I think anyone, well, so spoilers, but if anyone watches the Bubba Fett, you can see 
what you think yeah. is a cameo by the Mandalorian spread over three episodes, actually. Yeah, and yeah, a lot yeah. of world building. Yeah, about that. I'm, I'm kind of afraid that uh, because they cancelled um, Rangers of the New Republic, mm-hmm. I'm afraid that they had they had to put some stuff, some stuff that was originally intended for Rangers of the New Republic into Mandalorian. Uh, so, I, like, because for example, episode three like didn't feel like Mandalorian at all. Like it, well, it felt like a completely different show. But do you, and do you think it would have been better though? Just real quick, do you think it would have been better if they? recasted Gina Carano because people don't really recast in Star Wars or would you, and and then have Rangers of the New Republic in Mando season three with a non-Gina Carano Cara Dune or would you rather just have gone where it's supposed to be okay okay uh recast Gina Carano no because mm-hmm. I mean it's it would have been uh, a whole like kind of worms and it would have been a mess like with, with all the toxicity that surrounds Star Wars it is, mm-hmm. is not something that would have been welcome yeah. but so recast Gina Carano no rework the series so that other characters may have the, may have the top spot yes mm-hmm. for example in episode five episode yeah the, the episode with the pirates like my favorite one so far the, the, the Carson Teva character, I thought it was amazing. So maybe like re- do the show, but give that character like more, put the character more in the, more in the limelight, yeah. maybe come up with new characters or rather, like there, yeah, in, in, there was a, a cameo from Zeb, from Rebels. I mean, have, have Zeb there too. So I think that there could have been ways to like rework it so that Gina Carano was not there, but yeah, whatever. I mean, but, yeah. this is what we got. Yeah, I almost like that they don't recast because I think it. I I just like I like as much as, like I'm kind of indifferent to the Harry Potter series, but one of the things I like ruins it for me is they have recasted basically half of the secondary cast, and it's not even people getting old. It's people like oh, we didn't know they were going to be back. So I like that Star Wars doesn't recast. I think it's a good decision. You know, yeah, yeah, it's um. It's, I think some of these characters, when they are successful, it's indelibly linked to the performance of the a persona of the of the actor. So, you know, it's, and in that time frame, it's just, you know, it's been a few years. It's not, it, it, it you, you'd, once you see the new actor, it's not unfair fair on the new actor or even on the role. You, you're thinking, well, you're always thinking, well, why isn't she here? So it, it, it's better that they just introduce a similar character, but a different one. The world is, it, or the universe is big, big enough. It, it's, yeah. it's bigger than Tatooine. Well, yeah. you wouldn't think so from the series, but it, it is know, bigger right? than Tatooine. <laughs> um, they, of course, I think Ewan McGregor did make a short appearance on um, there. He, come, he I think he just said, he came to say um, hello and then made the voice review and then went off again. I think Kathleen Kennedy, I think she was asked just recently saying, what are the plans for season two? And I think she said there is no real immediate plans <laughs> right now for season two you McGregor, which kind of explains why you McGregor came on and said the force with you, and then went off again i'm thinking huh that kind of explains that i, I didn't know that was a bit no they know they screwed up leave it alone stop touching it unless you're the Thank clone you. wars animated series let's not let oh man 
Thank you. But I want to know how he got his belt. I want to know the, the small little yeah. intricate details that are part of You know, yeah. there is there is one Star Wars thing I looked at. One, I was in um, a secondhand DVD shop. I don't mind sharing this. And there was um, Robot Chicken Star Wars. I've never yeah, even heard yeah. what is that. They just said Robot oh. Chicken. Yeah, they had like different episodes where they just focused on Star Wars from that yeah. to program. So just parodying whatever funny like comedy anyway yeah you can find something on youtube i think so yeah it's actually quite therapeutic humor actually because i think the star wars fans have some have gone quite a roller coaster of of expectations and and where they stand and like i said that we had the prequels and then may very mixed response to that and then it was uh obi-wan i think they were thinking well we'll give it one more last chance with obi-wan one they didn't quite hit obi-wan was the start of the end of terrible star wars i hope that they realize how badly they screwed up especially when andor is the shining light that is hopefully going to fix everything and no one watches it even though they should watch it and they're like now disney's like oh we screwed up you know what like yeah i i kind of think yeah i was sorry what did you say noel no that didn't get it so I think that Obi-Wan is the start of the end of Disney realizing how badly they're screwing up. <laughs> Obi-Wan being bad is the start of a better era for Star Wars because they hit rock bottom. They put all this money. They did a bunch of changes. Everyone hated it. Even though everyone watched it, they lost a bunch of fans. If The ones that didn't already leave after Rise of Skywalker. And now they're like, what do we do? Because Andor came out and that's really good, but no one's watching it. We have to make changes. I think it's causing desperation. I, I'm sure they learned the lesson, and that's why they announced Daisy Ridley will be back. Um, so <laughs> I didn't say completely learned their lesson. I mean, are they slowly starting to realize it? You know what I mean? It's like when you gain so much weight and you don't realize it till your pants don't fit one day. And you're like, I gotta get more. Like that's what they're slowly realizing. No, no, no but uh, on that note, I want to say that I think that like, like the three movies. So that, that, like to me, like the biggest announcement were the the three movies. So I think that they want to go in. I mean, they want to cater to different type of fans because I felt that like the the Ray movie was very much for the newest fans. Like the yeah the yeah the, the like the the like the kids that saw Ray and f- fell in love with her. So the, the the kids that grew up with the sequel trilogy, while the uh, Dave Filoni movie, mm-hmm. that to me feels like the movie that um, like the, the 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 people that read Hair of the Empires in the nineties mm-hmm. and grew up with uh, like the legends and so on would mm-hmm. like to see because. Like to me, that movie feels like *Hair of the Empire*, but with without Han, Luke, and Leia, but with Ahsoka, Mandalorian, Grogu, etc. So, it, like to me, it feels like so. For the new fans, they have the the Ray movie. For the old fans, they have the Dave Filoni movie. Yeah. Like, I, so I feel I, I I kind of like that. So that they have that they have something for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, I still feel though. I mean, that they're they're good actors. I mean, you know, and um, um, 
-hmm. in those prequels. I mean, they're, they're fair enough actors. It's just I don't think there was the writing. Well yeah. with the writing, it, 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 just like Henry Cavill. I just saw a meme. Henry Cavill gets casted. He does a good job, but then there's behind the scenes drama and terrible directing and writing. And then he has to go to a new franchise. It's like. <laughs> Yeah. At least Andor has all of it, but no one cares. Andor has everything but a big audience. Oh my god! Which is, is it was so disappointing. He's nominated for a Golden Globe. Diego Luna, the, yeah. the last time an act an actor was nominated in Star Wars like that, um, not animated but just live action, was Alec Guinness, right back in the original. Mm -hmm. I, I think Andor had just really suffers from a big marketing problem. If you'd call that series uh, Rebels or the beginning of the Rebellion, then Yes, everyone would say, okay, this is a great jumping in point. If you yeah. name it after a character, spoilers, who gets incinerated at the end of Rogue One, um, yeah. it's like, where would I go with this? Like, oh, I know he's great, but I know he doesn't end well for him. But And it's a character yeah. that you, you know, even Star Wars fans are thinking, oh, you're making a series around him? Why? If they just renamed it uh, The Rebellion or, you know, something like that, it would have, like, I think, got a lot more initial eyes and a great jumping point for it, because it is a wonderful series. It's well written. It's like a political spy for mm -hmm. in, in its own right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well. I think the other issue with uh, Andor is that it's something you kind of have to watch like in its entirety because there's a lot of episodes where it's like a part of a larger story. So if you just watch an episode individually, it's sort of like there's not much going on. But if you binge watch it, yeah, you know, at least all or most of the episodes, then it's like, okay, I get what's going on here. And you get true. more into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, like Mandalorian is like a adventure of the week type thing. So that's like yeah. the opposite. So. At least with Andor, though, even though you have to watch all of it, at least with Andor, though, also, even though you will be watching all of it, you don't have to watch the rest of the movies or anything to kind of get what's going on. You know, you just watch it and be like, oh, this is this is a good show and it happens to take place it's like the movie venom it doesn't take place in the mcu or it does take place in the mcu but you don't have to watch all the marvel movies to watch this one marvel movie that's what i like about uh andor is you don't have to watch like you can just watch andor without seeing any other star wars and still enjoy it and not be clueless you know yeah because like that's why i said it's like it could be a great jumping in point if you like oh i don't i mean you've got so much going on now with the different areas different films and you try to explain like the general public which is what you really have to really appeal to if you want to be another pop culture phenomenon really uh -huh. um where do you start and then it's like well oh let's you can start with the newer movies and you, you start with that and thinking oh it's not for me i think someone was telling me that's where they directed them to and they said uh no it's fine if you instead direct them to maybe some of the like well, and or if you start with and or you're thinking it's quite quite mm -hmm. a lot going on here and then you explore the other um the other films in the franchise or the I, I also heard i don't know if anybody knows this i had a friend we grew up in the 90s in the uk um and he was a big big star wars fan and he said to me ali this was at the time you're talking around 1999 the phantom menace it was a long time ago and um he said that he actually wanted to become a jedi and now you know when you look at the census you i think there's a there's a part where people have um i don't know if there's any consensus to becoming a jedi on a, on a form but I think I think it exists that belief, doesn't it? What they were saying to make it a religion as one of the boxes. Yeah, to, yeah, I, I think it was I, one of the listings. Yeah, I, I, I heard I about that, but I it was know vetoed. I think, yeah. I think that was Phantom Menace, the late nineties. Yeah. I think. I mean, there was such a big. Well, this is another thing when you had such a big gap between you know the big movies, which I think now I mean Disney. I know Bob Iger did mention that in the 
strategies to less projects, spread them out more. Um, and I think that means, I don't be on a schedule to where you have a release date and then run towards it, which I know was an open conversation between the makers now that reflect on these uh, sequel movies that they were had a mandate for a hard release date and yeah. they rushed for it. And that's why you had this panic of getting the first movie out. Didn't have, probably uh, the director left, so I don't want to go, I've, I've done enough, I've done my job. And then they had to get someone else who took it in another direction. So there was no, it, it wasn't a healthy working environment. And I, yeah. no. I think if they had like a show like Clone Wars, that is kind of different from everything else and you can watch at your leisure and combine that with the movies or a TV show, I think that's fine. Like two things at the same time, but too many things, um, too many things at the same time. I think that's where it all gets lost. Just like Marvel, I know this is Star Wars, and they keep bringing up Marvel, but they have the, like there's so many things. Even the most diehard Marvel fans I know won't watch all of it, and you can't. You know, I think it's almost the reason why they push all this stuff is to get us to watch Disney Plus because you know they've invested so much money into it. But I don't know if that's like you know that should be a reason to do it. You know what I mean? No, yeah, to, to be like to to add to your point, uh, like Marvel has slowed down now mm-hmm. because they were like they were supposed to release like four TV shows and four movies this year, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they they push they push the Marvels to the end of the year. So it's so this year is only three movies: Ant Man, Guardians, and uh, Marvels, and also the TV show. There were uh, like the first one coming this year is Secret Invasion. In, in like July and probably Loki season two, but not 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 more than that. So I think that they they learned their lesson as well. Because yeah, yeah like I mean I, I've always watched like yeah, I mean I'm a big Marvel fan and yeah, I, I can't keep up as well with <laughs> Marvel everything. has its like own thing and there's other reasons for them doing that, but I think with Star Wars because they hadn't announced any like movies for like a while or you would hear about them. And to be like, oh yeah, this group is gonna do it, or these two people are gonna do it, or the people who did Game of Thrones are gonna do it, and and it did, they just focus a lot more on the Disney Plus programs. Uh, and now, at, at the recent celebration, they kind of said, okay, now we're gonna do these three movies, and Dave Filoni is gonna direct one, and then you're gonna have one, you know, focusing on Ray. So now this is the first time in a while that you've heard a lot more about Star Wars content. Uh, than just what's on Disney Plus, you know, like the Mandalorian or the Bad Batch or you know, Book of Boba Fett, things like that. What, so there's movies, things in cinemas as well as on uh, streaming. What they've learned a bit less lesson because I think it, they have announced that it will be, yeah, uh, the Daisy Ridley movie will be just one movie and then they'll see how it goes. I think Captain Kennedy yeah. herself said, we'll see how that goes and then we'll yeah. be, if that gets received out, then we'll move on to another one, which is healthy i think they've got to tread pretty much carefully because as you say they at least they identify we can't just stamp star wars and anything and expect them just to go see which tends to be the Disney way of going to stamp it and then push it out so um it, it does come down to the writing i don't forgive them the time that's the thing um encouraged by dave filoni i think they're going to because i think he does know the universe but he does know the writing and reasoning and character development you can see that when he talks about Characters and wine motivations and all that, and you think, and if that gets put in and seeded in, then then you can even do a free films if you plan it well. Um, mm-hmm. Extra six yeah. with the with it, the the shows are well. 
the animated shows are actually better written than the yeah uh, than the TV show. Clone, uh, yeah, Clone Wars is like like as much as I like Mandalorian, the writing is I'm kind of indifferent to you know, kind of like the originals. But I rewatched Clone Wars and I'm like, this is good dialogue. Clone Wars was nominated for Golden Globes and other things too. I don't know for the writing, but it's very very good. Even the cheesy quotes at the beginning are fun, you know. <laughs> It's just like it's it's just enough where kids won't notice it, you know, but adults will be like, oh, that's something, you know, they bring up a lot of issues that are, you know, apply today, even though it was made like, you know, at least 10 years ago, probably more. Because that's kind of the writing spectrum of the original Star Wars where you had this, such a scope of sensibilities and writing as in the characters and what they're expressing, very adult themes. Mm-hmm. Done at a level where it's adults are you know what you know what responding to, but kids are have got another level to respond to as well. But then that's why you have this audience going back to and you know generational ones. So, which I don't think the prequel, the sequels, kind of really did. I mean, you get a lot of fans, a lot of fans dressing up as Anakin as well. I mean, you yeah, Anakin and Ray. There were a lot of Anakins and a lot of yeah. Rays. Because I think Ray, even though a lot of people hate her, she makes a lot of money. I think because there are a lot of girls who dress like Ray in the same way they yeah. dress at events and things which is why and, and she also appears at the galaxy's edge uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i've met yeah, her yeah. she's very nice um yeah and interacts with kids a lot and everything by the way galaxy's edge like i know we talk about how it should be the original trilogy but like they should just add more characters that would make the whole thing a lot better but you know but yeah you can meet ray and chewie and a couple other characters now they're adding manjo and boba fett and everyone else so yeah fennec shand yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- talking about Galaxy's Edge, I was told that the reason that they're doing next gen- next celebration in Japan is because they're gonna open Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. at Disneyland Tokyo as well. That means it's gonna be good because Disney doesn't control Disney Tokyo, a Japanese uh, railroad. That Oriental company. Land Company, yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. Did, did you know if it's gonna be at the original theme park there or Tokyo Disney Sea? Probably be Tokyo. Uh, the the original one because Tokyo Disney Sea has certain theming and they're very you know uh see I don't want to say secretive but it's very specific what it's supposed to be okay. so I'm assuming it's Tokyo Disney Land especially because they haven't done any major updates recently um but it'll be that'll be the best Star Wars like if you guys like choose do I want to go Disneyland Disney World Disney Tokyo Tokyo will yeah. ha- have the best experience by far they're very specific on what they want it has to be the best quality no ands ifs or buts no Disney the, Bob Chapek shortcuts. Yeah. But the, the Disney Disney Resort, to my knowledge, I mean, I wasn't there in 1955. It's not my parents' generation. But the yeah. original one was in Anaheim, California, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. That's where I'm from. Yeah. Well, not from Anaheim, but from California. Yeah. Yeah. It's but I, I, part. yes. Saying the one in Japan is actually 80s, what, 82. Uh, 83. Yeah. 83. Oh, okay. Well. 83. Oh, okay. God. Yeah, this one. And then I guess Tokyo. One in France is Disneyland, the original. Yeah, Disneyland Paris. Mm -hmm. Basically, anytime pre like major corporation taking over the company, the theme parks were really good. That's what makes Disneyland good because even though Walt Disney controlled it, it, Disney was not like it is now. So people had more creative freedom. It got treated better. Yeah. There's more rides in Disneyland itself than most of the other theme parks. I mean, you, you are speaking about it. Has Walt Disney passed away? He's no longer. Walt Disney passed away in 1966. Yeah, yeah. That's why we don't smoke three packs a day or you will die young. So, yeah, he passed away from lung cancer, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, but he's cryogenically preserved head once <laughs> But that's true. In, in, in Area 51. In Area 51. Definitely. In Area yeah. 51. Yeah, where he'll reemerge and uh, save his <laughs> But, um, all right, we'll come to the end of the hour. There is one more, I mean, exciting, well, I say announcement, but a re release after uh, 40 years. That was actually got me a bit excited. Like, it was the 40 year anniversary thing mm. of Return of the Jedi, which. Uh, is getting a release, I think, 28th for about maybe a week, actually, from the 28th of April in the UK and the US. Um, this will be, yeah, this will be, uh, we'll do an event as well. We'll probably go. Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. good. Did you say you went to the panel, the Return of the Jedi panel? Did someone? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it was very good. So the, the first part, was, so it was, um, the, was hosted by Ming-Na Wen. Mm. Was was amazing. Yeah, she's good. She's good and so the first part was with like Doug Chang and other people who like designed the creatures, designed Jabba's Palace, uh, uh, designed the, the, the speeder bike chase, etc. So they showed, showed an amazing. So this was so of course like in '83 they didn't have CGI to do the previews. Yeah, so like so oh, they, no. oh, the, yeah. so so yeah, like to 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 previews. The previous, like they, yeah, they, they brought like some toys, some like Luke and Leia toys, and they and they <laughs> uh, they did the like the spider bike spider bike chase with uh, yeah with, with toys and uh, yeah, it was amazing. And then uh, so in the second part uh, there was Anthony Daniels, Warwick mm -hmm. Davis, Ian McDermott, and Billy Williams, and yeah. like the in and the interplay between. Anthony Daniels, Warwick Davis, and uh, Young McDarvey was, was amazing. It was like Young McDarvey, he did the, the Emperor's laugh. He said that he, he created the, so he, he decided to use that voice because, like, why, it was not a, a Lucas decision. So basically, he said that when they were doing his makeup, he said, okay, mm -hmm. if, he, if he looks like this on the outside, he, he needs to have a matching voice. I mean, he cannot have a clean voice. So yeah. that's why he, he decided to use that voice. And then, yeah, Anthony Dennis is always amazing. And, um, and, and but I was I was kind of sad like to see Billy D. Williams because he was yeah, that's what I heard. clearly oh, I uncomfortable, like not like uh, uh, like they, they like Mingna when asked him, oh, okay, what like how was it? How was the, the, the scene with the in the Sarlacc pit uh, where you hanging upside down? And he was like very uncomfortable. And, and then she asked him, "Okay, oh, but you should, oh, but you, you should have like a nice memory about the shooting of Return of the Jedi." It was like very uncomfortable. And uh, like at the end, at the end of the panel, like he, yeah, he talked, he, he talked about it that uh, his biography, his autobiography, is coming out, and he, he had like he was reading from a piece of paper, like the yeah, the title of the book, the the the, the publisher, and so on, and. I think I mean, he's just uh, a little too old. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, but he's a little like maybe you know. I can yeah, kind of no, tell I, Larry Skywalker. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. What did you say? No, he's just like maybe. I think he's a little, maybe a little too old to be doing these panels. You know, no, like definitely, no, no, for sure, for like sure. That. Like it was, yeah. it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was not, not comfortable what? at all, and uh, yeah, so that's. Yeah, like, like Mingna Wen was like trying to like involve him, trying to, but but, but no, it was just. Yeah, I, I was surprised he was there because I I did 
I did pose him a question because he was actually there was a Comic Con and they had a lot of a huge Star Wars contingent because the uh, last uh, you know the the last Jedi was uh, released there and mm-hmm. uh, he, he was Kane and he came on and he'd ask him a question and um, a wrong question I should know but he perked up but even in that in that in today's in in um, in um, celebration this day there was another he did attend another one to one. Uh, question with another presenter. He perked up. He did actually perk up a bit. Yeah, I was. To- I was told that. Yeah, because, yeah. I haven't seen it, but yeah, I was told that when he went to the live stage, it was so much better. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't. Know, I haven't seen it, but I mean, it could be. I don't know. Well, I, I think some of that is. is uh, it was uh, someone he kind of like was uh, gravitated towards. He was very. That old charm came out again. Let's just say. So um, it was good to watch uh, that one. Yeah, but on, on the on the back of what you just mentioned before. But yeah, I it was, um, yeah, they are kind of getting quite quite elderly, and um, but so you know, kind of appreciate the stars that you do come to attend. But Auntie Daniels, I say, he's always quite a firecracker, and, and maybe gives quite the most brutally honest answers to 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 any question. He did mention that he was going to be auctioning some of the stuff and I did go to the prop store that was there and talked to the storeholder there and you could see some of Angie Daniels um, costumes that are going original parts the legs the feet and all that um, and there was a, a Carrie Fisher dress used from the Emperor Strikes Back mm-hmm. the price tag for that no 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 it was the it was the throne room scene yeah, the in the original Star yes. Wars well, the price tag for that was one to two million, actually. Oh, wow. So if you want to pick that up, it looked yeah, a bit frayed. I'll put it right here, but, you know. It'll but, go, it'll, yeah. yeah, well, you've got space, yeah. Just put it I on. do, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's um, quite hefty. And some of the original shooting scripts. And that, but um, quite a look, some good uh, good stores there, some good, good props to have a look at. Them. Right. Wow. Uh, on that note, I think we'll say thanks, everyone, for joining me. Um, yeah, to the Jedi, I think, yeah, in April, we're 40th anniversary. So, mm-hmm. um, I think we go and see that. A few of us will be as well. Mm-hmm. Until next time, thanks for joining me and see you soon. Bye. <laughs>